In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with John Colosimos. Did I say it right? You got it. I always get it wrong, John. So, uh, But first of all, let's ask, how's the family? Last time I was in Baltimore, I was sleeping on your sofa. Now you've upgraded yourself. <laughs> You're in Cleveland and you've got a child. Yeah, things are going great. You know, after the initial uh, move out of state, get new jobs, have a baby, you know, remodel the house, which is winding down now. Um, you know, things are going well. The kid is just uh, getting to that age where he's climbing up just weeks away from being able to walk, which is terrifying. So it's uh, immediately getting into prep the house for, uh, for the animal when he can move. So, but things are going well. And uh, tell us a little bit about, are you getting a lot of podcasts done at the moment or is it just full-time dad at the moment or? Uh, we, um, so when the holidays, uh, rolled around and this team was just absolutely brutal to watch, we, you know, all of my, uh, co-hosts and I, we just took a break collectively. We couldn't <laughs> do it. We could not do it. And we had, you know, and I have, you know, the kid and the remodel going. So, um, and I know that those guys were busy at work and those other things. So we were just like, you know what, not worth it right now. Got to take a break, come back. We're in a better mood. So uh, we came back. We did our last one last week with the Reef, which was really good, um, and had a ton of relevant relevant stuff with Peyton coming for a second interview here, and and lots of great information on Stefanski. Uh, so that was a really fun uh, pod. But I think we're just going to be taking it slow. You know, maybe once a week. You know, if we, it's once every two, no problem. Uh, and we'll just kind of see where it goes. Excellent. And uh, let's start with that topic then. Uh, what's your views on the uh, GM? Who's looking good for you and who, who, who do you want and who anyone you're not too keen on? Uh, well, for me, this looks like it's between Barry and Peyton. And once I got the down low from Arif, um, what kind of guy this was, and I looked into him and, and how he's turned down both offers, straight up offers and interview requests over the years. Um, from everything that I can gather, you can't go wrong with these two. Um, you know, Peyton might be a nice one to just give Stefanski some comfortability there. Um, somebody a little bit on his side, although everybody's supposed to be a unit. Uh, just give some, somebody to be comfortable around. And there's a couple other Minnesota guys here that, that should help him with that as well. Uh, so I really, I don't, I don't think he could go wrong. You tell me it's Barry, great. You tell me it's Peyton, absolutely great. Okay. And uh, you're happy to have either one that's not 49% fit, um... 51% and one you prefer or you, you're, you're quite 50, 50. Uh, okay. If I'm completely honest, uh, I, I think I lean a little bit towards Peyton. Okay. Surprisingly, that's an upset for me coming into this off season, but I think I lean a bit towards Peyton. And, uh, and why? I just think they've done a great job over in Minnesota. You know, we, they've, um, I know that they are, they use analytics and some in player stuff too. So that wouldn't be a change from Barry, um, he's extremely highly respected, um, and I and I do like the that that's an absolute guarantee 
that he and uh, Stefanski will are unlikely to butt heads. Okay, yeah, make makes sense. And um, there's been some breaking news as we're on this podcast that Ryan Lidley, if you said that right, um, yeah, Lindley, good riddance. Uh, John Lyley, the tight end, and a handful of others, assistants have all been. Uh, are all gone. So, um, yeah, I think it's good. And uh, the other bit of news is former Broncos OC Rich Sclerio is in Cleveland today interviewing the Browns. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I, you know, this is one of the ones I don't know a ton about, but uh, there, you know, there's people over on the Denver side that I've seen talk about it. Um, the ones that are in the know uh, think that would be a quality hire as a QB coach. So uh, I'm just going to take their word for it uh, you talk to the fans and they might tell you something different but uh, i've heard good things yeah and uh other news today david sorry odell beckham only went david beckham then odell beckham underwent successful core muscle surgery today yeah that's great i'm glad they knocked it out pretty quick here you know on the other side landry i guess is not going to get surgery mm. which is interesting I hope that they really are able to rehab that. The last thing I want to hear is that we go two months into this off season and then they decide they want to go and do surgery to, to fix that hip. Um, that news came out by the Browns six hours ago. So if I'm correct, it's about midday in Cleveland at the moment. No, uh, about 6, six, p- 6 p.m. 6 p.m. in yeah. Cleveland. So that news will have come out about midday. I saw Beckham with my own eyes at six o'clock in the morning on the Monday, leaving the nightclub. So, <laughs> you know, he's gone from 6am from the club, flight probably about nine o'clock, over to Philly, landed, had the operation, and then come around. So uh, he's worse than me. He's gone back to back on this flight. And, uh, you know, he's gone from flight to operation. And I bet he's feeling quite groggy at the moment. Yeah, that, I did not know any of that. So that's news to me, and that, that puts a little bit of a different light on it. Yeah, so, uh, but, uh, hey, everyone's got the uh, right to party and have fun. So, uh, yeah, good on him. That's what I say. Go for it. Just show up ready to play next year. John, I've got to ask, how excited are you about the Browns going into this season? Because, obviously, last year it was we had all the hype, we had all the players, we had all the names. We thought we had a great head coach. We thought we had a great OC and DC. But this year, we seem to be a bit a bit more quiet, a bit more slower getting going during the off-season. Yeah, how are you feeling about everything? Well, I'll tell you what. I think the first was a reflection. And it's looking back at last season and whether or not we really should have been as high on this as it was. I think, I think the, the trick that Freddie played was that he was running somebody else's offense. He was playing with house money. He had nothing to lose and he, and he coached like it. And he thought that would continue. And you found out quickly that that wasn't his offense and that's what you hired him for. So what you hired him for uh, wasn't there. It wasn't real. So I think, you know, that was how Freddie fooled me. I I never did like Wilkes. So. John, uh, John, John, one point on that though, because when we look at kitchens, when you think about it, he was a running back coach, if I'm correct. Correct me if I'm wrong. He went no, from, that's right. He went from running back. He played quarterback. He went running back. 
he then he suddenly became OC and then suddenly became head coach. It was a very, very fast promotion. Ah, that Hey, John, I had a bit of a lag then. Do you want to say that again? Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a fast promotion. And I think that's the other part of it. We just kind of, um, I think we just downplayed it, you know? I mean, the second half of that season was so fun. It was really hard to be pessimistic about Freddie, I think, um, with how much fun that was. Looking back, I think the, the signs were there to be seen. And uh, we just weren't in a place to really put much weight into them with the optimism that was flowing through the city. Um, you know, I, 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 I liked the offensive staff, although I wondered how much Dorsey had forced on him. Um, Wilkes, I hated from the start. I thought it was a bad pickup. I thought it was a bad matchup or a bad fit with our corners and the coverage schemes that he was going to play. So that one didn't, well, it did surprise me that it was that bad, but you know, so he, that was the first part of my off season was just kind of some reflection on, on what happened. Why, how did this go so wrong? Um, and so you enter this one and we're in this coaching search uh, and McDaniels is back in. And I'm sure you saw on Twitter, I probably went on a week long diatribe uh, to try, try and convince people that McDaniels was not the right fit. Um, you know, I had written an article for waiting for next year. There's about 2000 words on why you shouldn't hire McDaniels last year. So my, my view hadn't changed. Um, and I, I think bit by bit, as we've made these hires with Stefanski and as he builds his staff and the guys that we have lined up for GM, it's just one thing after another looks like a good, smart hire. And it is exactly, it, it seems to be fitting together exactly with the goals that they said when they had that post presser, you know, when you heard Jimmy and you heard uh, Depot uh, have those press conferences, it really does appear that they are executing the plan exactly the way they said they would. And so, and these, every single guy they brought in uh, is a good up and coming coach who is well thought of around the league, who fits in this Kubiak system since most of this has been on the offensive side so far. Um, you know, Barry and Peyton, like we talked about earlier, are two extremely well thought of guys. So uh, I don't know what in the heck you could be negative about. I understand if you want to just back off uh, because it was such a burn last year with the expectations, but there's definitely no reason to feel bad about what's happened. So, but you're right. I think the muted is, I don't think anybody wants to walk into this next year with the kind of expectations we had this year. Yeah. And, um, how do you see the roster being made up? Because obviously you've got players like Randall, Schober, Higgins, Curtsy. They're all come to their end of the time with the Browns on paper, but there's no reason why they can't get re-signed. No, absolutely. And there's going to be, you know, they're going to, the new GM is going to come in and go through their process and I think probably move pretty swiftly um, as far as assessing who they would like to re-sign um, especially before free agency and those types of things. You know, I think Kirksey looks like he's at the end of the road. Um, he, he's just making too much for his production right now. He's probably out the door. Um, you know, Randall really depends on value play. Like how much is he really asking for before this last year, you would have thought he would probably be asking for 11, you know, million dollars a year, something like that after his season last year. I don't think that he can, Asked for that this year, so we'll see what he is asking for from the new GM. Uh, the only clue, okay. John, what would you give him? Six million? 
Yeah, and even then, I'd have to look at what was on the uh, um, what was on the market before I did that. You know, I uh, w- would I want him over uh, Trey Boston? I don't know. He's more versatile. He's more versatile in Boston. So you know, if you can get him down to six million, that w- that would pique my interest. But I don't think you will. And uh, sorry, I cut you up a minute ago. You were saying. Oh, and that's right. The only other clue that I have with what they're going to do is I would think that if Barry was the guy since he was here when they drafted Schobert and Higgins, that there would be more optimism from me that they're going to go and try and get deals done that should have been done last year. Um, With Peyton, it's not that I think that he wouldn't. It's just I don't have any clues as to what, you know, what he would want. Do you think now's the perfect time to deal with Miles Garrett? I think he should at least be talking. I think he should at least be talking, but I, I don't think so. I think you probably you, you probably go through next year. Now, I mean, if what you're saying is that the way this uh, one ended, he'll give you a discount, I don't think he probably will. But you talk to him to see. I mean, if he wanted to do a discount deal, then sure, I, I'm all ears. But my guess is that the Browns ask and his agent is like, hell no, you just wait. <laughs> so. And Miles Garrett's going to dictate that uh, contract conversation. I would think. Yeah. All right. And uh, John, tell us, how, how much are you going to get excited with the uh, Senior Bowl this year? I am just finally starting to get that itch of the draft. You know, like I'm a, year to year, I've been a big draft junkie. It's been a big thing that I've been into. But this year has been so insane. I haven't looked at a single person. I miss most of the college season as far as other teams outside of Ohio State. So I'm going to watch. Um, you know, I'm going to look at uh, the updates, um, but now is where I'm just starting to look at these draft eligible players. I must admit, I think I'm going to wait to the combine this year. I think that temp, <laughs> that temp spot's just just not so attractive, is it? Then first and fourth. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. That's a good plan. I won't knock it. Yeah, yeah. All right, John. Wh- um, where can people find your details online? Uh, you can find me at uh, at Jay Cosmo uh, on Twitter. Uh, sooner or later, I'm going to start writing at F- WNFY, excuse me, waitingfornextyear.com again. Uh, but that might not be until preseason next year, realistically. Um, and then you can find us at uh, the uh, Nothing But The Dogs podcast. Like I said, we'll, we'll probably be a little more sparse this offseason. Hoping to do one a week, maybe one every two weeks. So find us there. Excellent. And the main question I haven't asked so far is, how's your beer coming on? (laughs) Well, my remodel with the first floor is almost done, which then gives me the freedom to revamp my brewery. So I will finally get to do that hopefully this spring. Uh, We did just commit to doing a beer competition with my buddy who is uh, my roommate in the Air Force. So uh, we are going to do a brew comp that'll uh, get graded in March. So I'm itching to brew, believe me. Mate, please send me a DM and tell me how you get on. Uh, are you going to go up the, against the likes of uh, Great Lakes Brewery Company? Or <laughs> Nope, nope, no. I don't have to deal with that type of competition. This okay. is just a smaller one out in uh, Toledo where my buddy is from. Um, he lives in Westlake with me now. But, uh, yeah, so it's uh, he, he does that. There's probably like 100 people in it. Not, not much more than that. Well, make sure you have a Tony Paco uh, when you're out in that way. <laughs> will do alright John really nice being to you regards to the family and uh, maybe next time you're on a podcast your little one's walking 
Yeah, probably. Good things to your family as well, Paul. It's good to talk to you again. Thanks, Paul.